Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Entitled Parents includes two of the most disgusting parents I've ever come across. The number of things they do to OP their child, which are downright disgraceful, is just abhorrence including as you can tell by the title calling their daughter a baby factory they called me a baby factory so now they'll never see me again i want to say first i had a difficult childhood but not because of them i was a happy kid who had friends and was kind of adjusted but we were poor we jumped across the us about twice and my siblings and father were all disabled in different ways my youngest sibling and dad were hard of hearing and my youngest sister had brain and back injuries due to chiari malformation look it up it's actually a very interesting disease ah it's a condition where the lower part of the brain pushes down into the spinal canal well i must say that sounds truly terrible but when things started really changing was when i was in high school around my junior year of school I met a dude and we were best friends, then we dated. Newsflash, he was a terrible person. It ended in me and my sister getting a restraining order against him and both my siblings seeing and hearing things about me they should never have been exposed to. I graduated high school even though I probably shouldn't have with my grades. I'm pretty sure my teachers just pitied me. And then after like a month, I got diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety, and depression. Go figure, who could have guessed? I get on Adderall and it works great for one day. Then it devolved into me having all day panic attacks, vivid and extreme hallucinations, massive problems with an eating disorder, and an inability to control any emotion. It led me to backhanding my youngest sibling over a dispute involving the dishwasher that I still to this day would do anything to reverse if I could. I don't remember that three months or so period. I blocked out most of the memories because they were so mentally and emotionally taxing that just thinking about that makes me depressed. But at the time, I really thought that my parents were doing everything they could to help me through that time. They could have done more, but I reasoned they were working and didn't have all the time in the world to baby me, so I should handle this myself. Eventually, all by myself, I decided to go cold turkey and went through withdrawals which were almost as hellish as the actual meds themselves. Looking back now, I realized that the only way my parents could have been more hands-off were if they'd packed their bags and moved out. They didn't talk to me about anything. They didn't help me keep track of symptoms. When I attacked my siblings, they didn't protect them from me or me from myself. Now as a 22 year old on new meds, my doctor just within the last month looked at my old records and was appalled because they started me as an 18 year old who was very new to meds and sensitive to them at a dose for grown adults well into their Adderall usage. She told me they started me off at around 25 milligrams when she normally prescribes around five to 10 for new users. So they didn't advocate for me at all during this mentally traumatic time immediately after being traumatized for almost a year. They took me to a therapist who noticed I was writing a story with an obvious self-insert and very influenced storylines from my day-to-day life. When she asked to see my drawings and everything, the next time my mother pulled me from therapy, saying something I still remember to this day. 
I didn't send you here so she could ask you about your stories. I sent you here so she can talk about how your ex messed you up. She's not doing this fast enough. Well, come the end of summer, and even though I was still struggling with leaving the house just for a Walmart trip, they sent me to school for college across the state and basically wiped their hands clean of me. I went into survival mode. I believed my parents were right and I needed this, so I did my best to fake it till I made it. I shouldn't have been there, but in the long run, it was what saved me. My friends I met there are some of the people who I've chosen as family, and I met my current fiance while there through friends. Funnily enough, I wasn't allowed off campus. Even though my parents lived about two and a half hours away and wouldn't have known otherwise, it took convincing from one of my friends to go about two hours in another direction, and that's where I met my fiance. My parents really don't like Connor, but they did like the free labor he did for them and how mature he was to keep me in line for them. Now they could pawn off the driving around and emotions on him because they never bothered to teach me how to drive or get a job or regulate my emotions. Connor could do all of that quite well though, so they let him teach it to me. But whenever the idea of him got brought up as my boyfriend, they would clam up. They did not want me to date anyone, not after my ex. I thought it was them just worrying about me after a traumatic period and I was grateful for it. Connor helped us move like five times. He did free things for my parents all the time and he was nothing but respectful the entire time he's known them. But eventually they moved to the same city I was going to college in and I was going through a hard patch again. COVID had hit at the end of my freshman year and now they were living here in my college town and I started half online school for my sophomore year. Living with my parents again was hell. I was used to, at this point, living in a dorm, and I wanted to come and go as I pleased. My friends got me rides, and I fought and fought and fought to get a job until one day I applied anyways and started working at a McDonald's. I was doing terribly in school. I didn't want to be in it anymore. Distance learning was difficult for me, and they weren't doing anything to help me. I was slowly becoming suicidal again, and I wanted nothing more than to find my own place. During this time, my dad was constantly working overtime. And one day when I was probably at my lowest, he made a joke that he was picking up all the overtime just to get away from you. I still remember it clear as day. I was mentally declining and becoming more and more erratic as time passes because I was spiraling again. And they just sat by and watched it happen while continuously judging me, making backhanded comments as I did. All the way up to this point, I was not known for fashion or hygiene. I was constantly self-conscious and didn't have control of my ADHD, so I was never one to doll myself up. But me and Connor were going to go on a date, so I grabbed my prettiest dress, some tights, and my favorite flats, and did my hair all nice, and I even tried makeup. I felt so pretty, and Connor was showering me with texts filled with compliments as he was on his way to pick me up. My mum and siblings got there first. My mum took one look at me and told me to go change. She burst out laughing and was hysterical over my outfits. She couldn't calm down. And the reason she was laughing is because I'm a big chested girl and I'd gained weight as of recently because my eating disorder was flipping from anorexia to binge eating. None of my clothes fit me. I was in tears and I just put on my normal jeans and hoodie in almost 80 degree weather and I ran to Connor's car in tears. They kept trying to call me back into the house, but I just had to drive off without speaking to them. I didn't stay the night at their house for almost two days. Mum spent that first night texting me that I was overreacting and that none of the clothes fit me. And yes, she could have been nicer, but honestly, I need to be realistic about my fashion if I'm going to attempt it. 
If you couldn't tell by this point, my mum had picked out almost every piece of clothing I owned and because I wasn't anorexic anymore, she was very upset whenever I showed skin. Day-to-day life was getting worse by the day, but eventually I opened commissions. I posted it on Facebook for family and nobody replied but my estranged grandmother on my mum's side asking for an insanely difficult piece. I draw mostly pretty women in specific poses with pens or pencils and that's it especially back then. But she asked for a landscape drawing of her childhood home and a realistic watercolor drawing that she didn't have any reference of and hadn't seen since she was a kid. It was easily worth close to 150 bucks, maybe more because I'm terrible with commission prices. But I offered it for 60 bucks. My mother asked if I was serious. I told her that one, I disliked this woman to the point of purposefully not contacting her for almost a decade at that point. And two, this was so far out of my comfort zone that I would have to learn new skills just to make it. And it's more than half off. Then my dad texted me asking if I was serious. It devolved into a peeing contest on who can be colder and how fast I could move out. I wasn't pleasant. I'll be the first to admit that I was mentally unstable and lashing out at everyone. But I was also still a child recovering from the toll of drugs that I was overprescribed and their emotional indifference during a freaking pandemic. I emergency moved in with my fiance, then boyfriend and our friend who introduced us and I didn't speak to them for a week. This is the beginning of their pattern that they pull literally to this day regardless of the situation. They finally texted me back after about a week, week and a half and acted as if nothing had happened. They hadn't kicked me out. I hadn't fought with them for days at that point and we hadn't exchanged some of the meanest glances and short phrases of our lives to each other. They wanted to talk about the football game and trivial things in their lives. I didn't know what else to do. It was my family and they were giving me the pass to be let back in after I'd mentally prepared myself to be shunned forever at this point. Of course, I took the olive branch. Maybe we'd speak about this in the future and laugh at how stuck up we'd been. It could all change for the better, maybe. Me and my fiance lived there for a year or so before we contemplated moving to the town we'd met in and he grew up in. His whole family was there and our current apartment was crawling with drug dealers, people stalking us for his old car and people taking poops in the hallway. Sounds lovely. It was only an idea at that point, nothing concrete. But when I floated the idea to my dad one day when he was driving me home, he went on a rant about how I would become a baby factory for Connor if I moved away from my support system and his family would turn me into their pawn because I was frankly too mentally weak of a person to not be swayed by them. This is your own father saying this to you. Wow. He went on for a long time and dumped a lot of info and at random talked about how he kind of regretted having me and my siblings because he had us so young and he regrets moving across the country like we did because of money problems. I asked him if he just told us that he regrets having us and living in this state and he went, I did not just say that. Don't put words in my mouth. I went into my apartment and sobbed for a good few hours. Connor was fuming, but was optimistic because at least he was talking. We both wrote off the bad parts and tried to move forward, hoping that this meant that he'd be open to talking more often in the future. We moved to my fiance's old home and things were fine for a while. The longer I didn't live next to my family, the more I realized that I mentally couldn't handle them anymore. They'd been so mean and gaslighting. Slowly but surely, I was feeding my parents an info diet and I was placing my boundaries. There were a lot of mean-spirited comments thrown my way They used Connor for more labor during this time than keeping him at arm's length and refusing to acknowledge that we were serious and looking to move in together. 
Nothing of significance happened for about a year and a half until within the last year. So it's 2022 now and me and Connor have lived together for most of the three or so years we've been together. We're living in our own home. I'm working two jobs and we're both happy. Stressed, but happy. Mum texts in our group chat that she wants me to give up my jobs and move back to their town to become a mailman like my dad. She swears that it's a government job with government pay and benefits and it's the best I can do as a college dropout who's working two jobs. I replied back that I was making almost $1,300 a paycheck with both jobs and I just moved into my house and that the town she lived in was absolutely terrible. Remember my old apartments? That's all that's available there and I wasn't keen on moving back now that I lived in a three-bed house that's completely quiet and all my own. Well, she responds by calling me four times in one day, spam texted the group chat, and spams my DMs, sending Connor multiple texts, and then calling me again. I spent two days ignoring her before I finally replied. I answered her calls and she spent almost the entire time during a 15-minute call that I put on speakerphone for Connor to listen to quietly, trying to manipulate me by calling me again a college dropout and telling me that I'm not happy there, I'm so far away from family, and there's no point in living there, especially since my jobs were working me to death and they had nowhere near the benefits that this mail carrier job has as a government job. I didn't have the hearts or the verbal space to tell her that the US Postal Service is in fact not a government identity. It was privately owned. I did though tell her that all of those benefits I wouldn't need until I was 26 anyway. I had all of the supposed benefits from my dad also having the same job. She though glossed over that and talked over me to try and explain how miserable I was in that town. I told her I had to go and I hung up. Thanksgiving comes. My entire extended aunts and uncles on my dad's side come and stay with us. Things are looking good and I'm having fun with my family for once. Then I overheard my mum whispering to my uncle that her entire personality is just Connor. She's got no semblance of self anymore and she even moved away to just become Connor's girl. My uncle didn't react or say anything, but I had to hide away to compose myself because I almost went nuclear and lost my mind. Okay, another time skip and now we're in the present and getting closer to the end of our story. Connor proposed to me the day before Christmas Eve, surrounded by his incredibly loving family by putting my ring in my stocking and it was beautiful. The first person I called was my best friend and then the second was my mother. It was close to 1am around this time and I got her on the phone. I told her I knew it was late, but I was engaged. She told me though, in no uncertain terms. Honey, that's amazing, but... Don't text in the family group chat or anything because your dad's asleep and he has to get up at 5am. Congrats, I'm going back to bed. Neither of them contacted me about my engagement for almost a week until I went back for their Christmas. I went with my best friend and the entire time my family talked down to me. They misremembered my size and instead of apologizing, they insisted that I didn't know my size and that I was indeed an XXL. I'm a medium to large. And they started the night off by mum mentioning my engagements only once. It started off with my mum suddenly in the middle of things going good and everyone laughing. She starts cackling and goes, Oh, your dad and his friend had the funniest thing to say about your engagement. Dad, show her the text. Dad just smiles and he starts giggling too. My siblings laugh along with them. Dad says, oh, Amir just thought it was nuts that you were engaged because you're so young. I asked to see the text. Maybe I misunderstood him. There had to be something funny based on their reactions 
because that was very much not funny at all especially when i had my best friend sitting right there listening if anything that was embarrassing i read the text and it goes something like this dad's friend says dude she's engaged that's nuts she's too young and she's going into this way too quickly dad replies I know i'm upset and struggling right now because my kids are all forcing themselves to grow up when they aren't ready to And it's hard to stand by and watch them crash and burn like they inevitably will and do nothing about it I just smiled because while they all laughed and giggled about how funny that was I was struggling to not burst into tears and scream at them My friend pulled me aside and asked multiple times if we should leave at the time I was using their car But I told her no I was going to play nice until I could give it back and then once it was in their hands again I was going to go no contact Connor was supposed to come down and see them and spend christmas with them But he couldn't face them knowing that this is what they willingly showed us Especially after thanksgiving after this I bought a car my first car That's all mine and I got their car back to them just last week I'm putting my life together. I'm learning how to do the beginning of adult things well past when I should have. I learned to drive, pay bills, budget and spend, and how to exist all from my fiance. I had to forcibly teach myself how to manage my own mental health with the help of my fiance and friends. I'm done making up excuses as to why I need them in my life. I don't want to deal with the body shaming, the classist behavior, the looking down on Connor for no reason. I can't handle it anymore. I called my uncle, the one from Thanksgiving, and explained to him my decisions, and he immediately told me he supports me and that my parents don't know how to treat us like adults, that I'm not a screw-up, and that was the first time in my life that I realized my parents had conditioned me into thinking I was, in fact, a screw-up. So, mum or dad, or anyone in the family, if you find this, these are the reasons why I blocked everyone's numbers and deleted Messenger. Why me and Connor have our statements and info ready for you when you send a welfare check to tell them to leave us alone. I'm going to get married and you won't be there. I won't let you be there. If I have a child, you won't see them. I don't care how much you cry and make me feel like I did something wrong. I am not a bad person for being screwed up. And the things you hold over my head were things I did as a drugged up child. A child that you should have protected and should have protected my siblings from. Screw you and screw all of your attempts at communication that you never did, but say you have. Thank you to anyone who read this. I really just needed to yell. When they eventually find out that I cut them off because I gave them no warning beforehand, I just dipped after the car was no longer in my hands, they're gonna freak out. If anything memorable happens, I'll make an update. But probably not. Well, guys, good news. There is, an, I mean, I say good news. Sorry, I've got to stop myself there. Is it good news? I'm pretty much saying there is an update and we're going to get straight into it after I give my immediate comments on what I've just read, which was absolutely bamboozling. But hey, listen, if you're on YouTube, comment down below. Is it good news there's an update for us? I mean, is that a bit weird? Almost predatory? kind of preying on someone's downfall on op's mishaps and their horrible family coming back into their life so we get an extended episode and more of a story i'm not sure i'm not sure where i stand on it but anyway we're gonna get into the update in just a second however i need to just talk about that story for for just a hot minute because i can't believe the level of i don't even know the word to use there because there are so many potential words we can go with entitled but that just seems far too basic I think just malicious, manipulative, downright awful, 100% narcissistic, heathens? That is just a few words I would use to describe your horrible parents. 
what an absolute disgrace they are. Now, what I will say, and obviously I'm saying this before we get into the update, it looks as if you have, by this point in your life, pretty much gotten rid of them. You say right at the end there that they're not even going to know what's hit them, and you have pretty much sacked them off. They're not going to go to your wedding, not going to meet your child, and that is amazing. The best revenge is a life well lived. And look, you just know for sure that if they see you, you know what? It doesn't even matter. I was going to say, you know, they're going to be jealous and they're going to be like, oh, we made such a mistake. But ultimately, you're not even going to care about that because you're going to be doing your own thing and forgetting about how toxic those people are. And it sounds like you're on the path of that, which is truly amazing. However, as I said, there is an update and I really hope that things continue on in a good vein. I haven't read ahead, so I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm pretty nervous, to be honest. I hope it's good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, here is that update. Let's get into it. Hi again, everyone. It's been about a month since my 2 a.m. pity party. I want to say thank you for the overwhelming support that I received on my other post, especially the person who mentioned that my parents were fine with abusing me, but not my siblings since they were physically unwell rather than mentally unwell like me. That one hit home probably harder than any other comment. I didn't think of it that way, but honestly, it was something someone probably should have said. I'd like to apologize for how rambly and long the last post was. I was in the middle of a panic attack and I've been ignoring calls and texts from them for days. I felt like a horrible person and was gaslighting myself into almost going into contact with them again. Oh my gosh, OP, that's awful. The post was more for myself to understand and write out all the mean things they've done so that I could look back and be like, wow, they really reduced me to that. Ha. But for the actual update, I returned their car to them and after that, I vanished. I blocked all of my family's phone numbers, but left my siblings unblocked and open on all social media. I didn't want their numbers to be used to contact me unless it was actually them. Their numbers have since been unblocked. My parents didn't really notice at first. I got a text from mum saying that she was trying as hard as she could. I was just pulling away and she doesn't know why. I might post some of the screenshots of my conversations with them sometime in the future so you can all marvel at how self-centered they are. It was mostly mum for a bit, nothing really from dad. Then one day she texts that she was going to give me space because I wasn't talking to them for some reason and she ceased all contact after that. It was quiet for about a week. Then dad started calling me. My phone shows me the caller ID and the time they called but blocks the call itself. So I got to see almost every morning for about a week or so that I had a missed call from him. Then he started texting me and he tried to use the age-old tactic of intimidation to get me to talk to him. It was mostly just, you better answer the phone right now. Then he'd call a bunch, but he finally sent a text about a week ago being cryptic about how I wouldn't know about stuff till after it happened and if I was going to act like a child, these were the consequences. I kind of just rolled my eyes and didn't respond. It turns out after skimming the family group chat, he's been diagnosed with pretty bad carpal tunnel syndrome in both of his hands and a severe lower back injury they've yet to figure out. He also suffers from a myriad of other illnesses right now, 
but he still forces himself to work 60 plus hours a week as a postal carrier. So I don't know what he expects. To be honest, this might make me a bad person, but I didn't really care. If it had been about my siblings, I would have probably jumped on the phone and been freaking out. But I don't really hold any feelings besides resentment, confusion, and anger with my parents. So this news didn't really faze me. I don't blame you. In better news, Connor has received a few raises due to county regulations being changed, and I now also have a job with the county. I'll be moving on to my own insurance and finally moving on to it without worrying about contact. I also learned right about that time that my parents had taken out five different loans in my name to pay for college, all varying up to about $12,000. They did not explain this with me at all and had apparently been paying them all for the last three years. So I have credit, I guess, when I thought I didn't. So yippee. I have to figure out a way to transfer it into my name and figure out the logistics. But yeah, that's a thing now. My siblings haven't contacted me. The middle one is incredibly angry with my behavior and wants me to contact my mum at least. I've just avoided the topic with her. My other sibling, I can't honestly tell you how they feel, but they apparently plan to move to a big city about four hours away for college in the coming years. So let's hope they go through the same transformation I did. And that's honestly about it. Lots of weird texts that they did nothing but stress themselves out with and my financial situation is looking up. We also bought a dog recently. Her name is Mandy and our other dog Copper is still getting used to her. So my days are occupied mostly with taking care of a German shepherd puppy who body slams me awake at 6 a.m. every day. I hope everyone has a great day and thank you all again for the wonderful and supportive comments on my last post. Phew, sigh of relief from me because let me tell you, I was very concerned that we were going to get a very long and horrible update, but that is pretty good. As you say, hopefully at some point soon, your siblings will see the light, maybe when they get to the stage of your life that you were in. I mean, as you mentioned, your parents gaslit you for so long, you actually thought that you were the problem. It wouldn't surprise me if your siblings are feeling the same way or at least the same way about you. Imagine having your parents telling you, you know, for years, this sibling is disgusting, only to then realize later on in life that actually no, they were just actually gaslighting that sibling the entire time. And I've been thinking the wrong thing because my parents, All those years, I've been influenced in the worst way possible. I would not blame your siblings if they had that mindset until they move out and realize what's really going on. As for you, OP, I've just got to say, how strong? And yeah, you might say it's a bit cringy, guys. I don't really care, right? Elite from OP. Just put yourself in that position. And maybe some of you watching and listening right now are, or at least were, in that position in your childhood and teenage years. I, for one, I'm not sure if I'll be able to cope. Maybe it just becomes your reality and you can deal with it. But going through all the stuff that OP went through and coming out of it like this is pretty unbelievable. I've got to say. OP, you wished everyone a nice day. How about this? I wish you a nice life because ultimately you deserve it. Guys, that is going to be where we end today's episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. I love stories with updates. I really, really do. And... What's more, I love stories with nice updates where we actually see that a person is going to go on, most likely, and have a very fruitful life, getting rid of clear toxicity that is going on around them. Brilliant to see. If you want more from me right away, check out the stuff on screen and down below in the description. And I will see you all tomorrow with a brand new Reddit episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.